Okay, this week I'd like to spend time talking about the Afghanistan situation. And if you're not much aware of Afghanistan, so Afghanistan is a country in Central Asia. It's surrounded by all the stands, you know, like Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, and Pakistan, you know, all the stands. And the country's population is about 38 million, but that's just a... that's just a guess. No one actually really knows because they haven't done a censor since like 1970, I believe. But anyway, 40% of the population is uh, Pashnu, 30% is Taji, and then you have the Uzbeks and the Turks. And there's also the Hazarian. They're the, they're basically the minority of the, all of the groups I just named. And the main reason is because they were Shia Muslim instead of Sunni, because over 80% of the population is Sunni. So you know that's. I think that's the main reason why. And they're believed to be descendant of the Mongolians because they look like Mongolian people. But the main the main thing to remember about their ethnicity is that they're a mixture of neighboring countries. Like the Pushnus are like mostly Pakistanians. And they all kind of judge each other, you know. Uzbekistan and Turkmenistan both don't like Afghanistan simply because they're saying they're like radical. You know, they're like really into the Muslim religion. And Afghanistan, people don't like them because they saying like, how could you let the Soviet Union control you? You know, because they're so like Afghans have so much pride in never being conquered. And I mean, the main reason is because, you know, it's just bunch of just mountains like no, but no, nowhere is connected. Like 80 percent of uh, the whole country is in rural area. Only like 20 percent is in like modern city. And the people of Afghanistan are very, very much into their religion, you know. They believe that they are the most purest Muslims in the planet. They look at Saudi Arabia and they're like infidels. What infidels they are. In Central Asia and Middle East, majority of them are, they're practicing this different form of Islam. Like in Pakistan, you can hardly say that, you know, they're fully Muslim. And then you go to Iran, it's a little bit different. And then you go to Saudi Arabia, it's a little bit different. And then you go to Turkey, it's just a little bit different, you know? It goes from, like, barbaric form of Islam to all the way to, like, as, as much modern as it can get, like, Turkey. Yeah, I'm gonna say Turkey. Turkey is probably the most modern Islam country in the world right now. Majority of the people who live in Afghanistan are, like, illiterate. And that's kind of, like, the basic of their main problem. There's the, none of the towns, like, it's like it's 80% of it is rural and nothing is connected. So it's very hard to have any kind of record of any form because majority, no one, no one can read or write. So they don't even, they don't have birth certificate. They don't have death certificate. Like th that's not a thing. None of those is a thing. So each county kind of has their own little law. Like they'll get probably like people who are older, they're wiser in their eyes and they'll just be like, yeah, whatever this guy says, let's just all agree on it kind of thing. It wasn't much of like a central government kind of thing. Every time, you know, people come and try to conquer Afghanistan, they usually take, you know, the capital city. So they think once you take the capital city, like you control the whole government. But that's never necessarily the case because they don't have, they don't have a government that's fully function as in like who's spread out throughout the whole country. It's just the city. Like, they're just in the city. Even America being there for over 20 years, majority of the time, they were just in the capital city. They never went to the rural area, so they don't really know what was really going on. And so, but anyway, anyway. So, in the, 19, in the 1980s, uh, the Soviet Union kind of basically invades Afghanistan. And 
America steps in. They're like, hey, man, I see the Soviets are coming to you. Communism, we got you. So they came and helped out like the Afghan people to, they said, they gave them weapons. This was during the Reagan, okay? Uh, so they gave them weapons, trained them, and they fought back at them. So, and then the Soviet Union left like in, I want to say 1986 or 87. Around there, they left, and then this, the Taliban group kind of comes in power. They come in power, and once they come in power, understand this. These guys are still illiterate, okay? And they basically put their form, like the Sharia law, like hardcore Sharia law. So they put them there, and the Taliban group is not perfect representation of the Afghanistan people. Because really, like I said, there's whole different ethnicities there, and they all don't kind of like each other. A lot of people say most of the time they kind of just in for their own interest. Like nobody knows exactly who's in charge because nobody's in charge. So somebody can just be like, come to your house. Uh, hey, man, I'm in charge. And you're going to be like, all right. And then there's going to be another guy coming. He's like, I'm in charge. All right. You know, these guys are used to a bunch of people coming to them saying they're like, I'm in charge. New shit is going on. But anyway, so since the Soviet Union left, the Taliban's now had guns. You know, these people have never seen guns. Now they have guns. They started training themselves. And this is about the same time when Saudi Arabia is like flourishing with their oil, whatever. American connection is getting deeper. And that's kind of the main reason why I think America even comes there, making sure Russia just doesn't keep spreading their ideas. During that, Osama bin Laden, his dad was like rich as heck. He's one of the most... He's one of the people who basically built the infrastructure of like moving oil to the West. So, but he wasn't a fan. He wasn't a fan of the West, really. But he also wasn't a fan of just like Soviet, the Soviets as well. This is where Osama bin Laden's like, yeah, this is this is this place is tight. This place is tight. I can pursue my goals here nicely. So 9/11 happens. America obviously is like, what the heck? Not cool, bro. And they are like, as the Taliban basically to turn Osama bin Laden back to us. And the Taliban's like, nah, we're good. We're not going to do that. So America goes in Afghanistan, try to get, you know, Osama bin Laden. Not really knowing how, you know, not knowing anything about the country. So we just went head diving first, just trying to find this guy. It didn't matter. So we go there. We basically create a whole government, okay? And we paint. We're paying everybody, okay? They're, they're police. They're, they're, they're everything. We're paying everything, okay? So America goes to Afghanistan to basically kill Osama bin Laden. That was basically the main goal, okay? So this was Bush. Bush time gets over. And what is it? Obama comes in, 2011. Osama bin Laden gets killed. So this was the point where, you know, we should basically leave. So our main goal of Afghanistan was to basically get Osama bin Laden and leave. Simple as that. But when that happened, 2011, Obama got a little more ambitious. He's like, you know what, dude? We can we can do more here, you know. Women right, all because you know if you're a woman, the last place you want to be born is it's Afghanistan. This is the worst place as a woman you can be born. They basically push their idea into nation building instead of just sticking with the terror situation, and they kind of diluted that information to the American public, and it just became more uncomfortable the more they were there, and they were trying to justify it by saying we're bringing democracy. And Americans were like, no, no, these people don't want democracy. This, they didn't ask for this. The main, you told us the main reason you're going there is to kill Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden is dead. You know, that was the main reason. So throughout, from like 2011 to 2014, when Obama came back and he's like, okay, so I'm going to take some troops out. We're not even going to go fight anymore. 
we're gonna let the Afghanistan military basically take control of the all the missions, whatever. And that's 2014. So we we get some troops out. We have about like 12,000 troops there. And then Trump's comes in, and Trump's you know his whole motto of running his campaign was basically there's no point us being there. We're wasting trillions of money. These people don't want us there. Valid points. Most Americans agree with it as well. We need to get out of there. And then he goes in to become a president, and he finds out that you know he fixed a little fight with China. China and him are not are, are are not are not cool. They're not hanging out right. And China and Russia are becoming closer friends. They're creating alliance in Central Asia. They make pacts with the, all the stands. They're they're coming together, and America's feeling very isolated about this. You know what I mean? And they're all they're seeing is like. These two giants are like becoming friends and they're taking all the connection and they're wasting all their time in pointless mission in Afghanistan. Try to make them, you know, a democracy so they can have control over them in a way. But it's just not working because, you know, these people are illiterate. But anyway, so in Trump's mind, he felt that the best way to like get some more power in Central Asia is not by, you know, staying in Afghanistan. Throughout the 20 years we were there, every year as it gone on, the Taliban just got more powerful. They had they re they got more reinforcement. They got Pakistan is believed to be helping them as well. You know that doesn't help. They go to Pakistan, train their shit, train their militaries, whatever. They're moving drugs. You know they started selling like the minerals they have in their country. Essentially, while uh, you know, while America spend their time in the capital. The Taliban's were connecting all Afghanistan and rule together. Like the 80% who are not in the city were all like hardcore Muslims. And it was easier for them to connect with the Taliban than the Afghan government. Because this is the biggest part about this as well. The Afghan government is corrupt to the T. Okay. The Afghan government is super corrupt. Like all this money, all this aid that comes to them. They just they just kind of keep it on their pocket, you know. The president or the generals will just lie about how many soldiers they have, how many equipment they need. Like it got to a point where I remember America like sent bunch of like uh, night goggles or just you know um, first world weapons, and they basically just sold them or gave it to the Taliban. There's even a story like 500 Taliban's uh, went against. Like 4,000 Afghan tro- Afghan troops. And they lost. That's insane. Like that's crazy. That's, 20, that's after 20 years of training. There's a fundamental problem here. Okay. If their own government doesn't really want to better the lives of the people they say they represent. Why would you want to put your life on the line for them? There's no way you would. So Trump is losing the war of like, like having an influence in Central Asia. And he realized the only way to win the war is like some form of energy. Right? Perfect. The pipeline. Now, there's a huge project that's going on. It's a pipeline that can come from Tur- Turkmenistan to Afghanistan to all the way to Pakistan. And it just kind of connects them, right? To get the gas from like Turkestan to all these guys. And the pipe has to go through Afghanistan though. And, you know, y- you can't have that done if there's like a bunch of war going on. So the project like started, ah man, 15 or something like this, 2015, maybe somewhere around there. It started, they built it from like Turkmenistan to all the way to Afghanistan border. And they had to stop because, you know, war was going on. People were getting killed. Trump, you know, he's like, yo, this would be a great idea. We got to, if I build this pipe, 
I take influence from Iran and influence from Russia. Like, I'm getting people on my side. He decided he's not even winning this war, so why don't just leave? It makes sense because think about it. The Taliban is just growing. They controlled over 50% of the territory in Afghanistan. They controlled all the route, like the opioid route. They controlled all the minerals. Before they came to power, they were making something like over a billion dollars of revenue just from the opioid. Gold and lead, they were making like over $400 million. So, and they were just growing. They weren't like slowing down. They were just getting bigger. So I think America knew there was just no point. They're not stopping it. There's just no point to be there. These guys don't want to change. The government you're trying to help, they don't want to help themselves. There was no point. So Trump's like, yeah, let's get out of there. This is the way to go about it. So he meets with the Taliban's in 2017. And he's like, hey guys, let's make a deal. And a lot of people were very upset, including the Afghan government, because they weren't there at the negotiation table. It was just the Americans and the Taliban. And obviously that doesn't give you much credit for the government. And the people hated the government, as I said, because they're because they're corrupt. And the people feel that like, you know, the Taliban at least is not as corrupt as their government. They hate Taliban, but they hate their government even more. Bribes was just getting out of control. And people believe like in the Taliban territory, when they when they bribe you or you pass a, like a checkpoint, they'll give you a receipt. And that receipt would be good for like all the checkpoints you come across. But like in the Afghan government, nah, man, it's like one cop wants money and the other one wants money. Everybody wants money. So the people are just tired of that. And then he comes to 2020 and then Biden wins. Biden comes in the office and this guy, this guy sucks. But anyway, so he's just like, yeah, I'm going to keep the deal that Trump had. We will leave here. So the deal Trump made was basically America was going to leave Afghanistan by 2021 September or something like that or August you know Biden's like I'm gonna stick to it and Biden thought it would be a great political stunt to just really do the exit a little bit earlier you know do it do it early and fast and not just do it fast just just leave just be like hey we're leaving that's it sidebar you know I think it's unbelievable how the Republican the Republican Party are acting about this withdrawal do they honestly think Trump could have done better Because I do not. There's no way in my mind that I think Trump would have had this amazing... Trump would have have created an amazing plan to set this up in a perfect way or whatever. Because remember, okay? Trump was behind the idea that... The Trump's... The Trump administration... The Trump... The Trump in this administration... 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 The Trump administration, they were part of this. Like they got uh, Turkestan and the Taliban together so this pipeline deal can go ahead, you know, and this was part of their strategy. So I think the pipeline was like, yo, we got to move this. We got to move this. You know, we've been waiting for a long time. Every, you know, Turkestan already built it to all the way to Afghanistan border and American company will benefit this obviously and they can have a little bit more control for Afghanistan. And this would be good for the Afghanistan Taliban government because they would get money for basically securing the securing the pipeline, you know, so nothing, no terrorist shit going on, you know. So that was the deal. And he wanted this. He didn't he wasn't thinking about like the last 20 years of, you know, all these women who don't know about the Taliban rule. Like, you know, I mean, there's like generations of kids 
who have no idea about the Sharia law, that their great parents, or even the Soviet Union, you know, that was like their their parents or their great parents fight, not them. These guys are a little bit more Americanized. You know, they have phones. They are seeing like social media. You know, the internet kind of changes the whole game for people. So they obviously wouldn't want to go back into this. They obviously wouldn't want. They obviously wouldn't want to go back to the middle age. Basically, like imagine, imagine like uh. Imagine the dark ages where Christianity was all people knew and everybody was like illiterate and basically the church had all the power. Yeah, it's that. It's just 2021, but pretty much the same things going on in Afghanistan. But again, in the last 20 years, you have this new generation who actually care about their identity, you know, care about their country and they want to see uh, their country go the same way that, you know, Turkey is going the same way you know, they want to they want to come join the world but sadly that's not that's not reality and that's not how their government was run you know the, the, there there was no government there there really wasn't any government but yeah so it's so, i mean it's terrible so it's terrible for those people and they feel that they've been backstabbed by Americans because you know you told that you told them you'll be there you told them that like you know you created this government that's going to be stable enough to keep the Taliban at bay you know what i mean they wouldn't attack or anything. All that was a lie. But the last 20 years, they were training the Afghanistan army like American army. Like that's going to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just not going to work. So I think it's best that we left. But at the same time, you know, it's terrifying to think that we just left. Especially for Joe Biden. Somebody who talks about women rights and all that to go out this way is crazy. And the other thing is, is like the fact that now he's cooperating with the Taliban's because now the the Taliban's are friends now. That's I want you all to know that this pipeline is in their hands. Like we want to make sure they secure it. And I believe like there's still Americans there stuck there, and a lot of conservatives are criticizing Biden also because he kind of just caved to these Taliban's. You know, these literally when Taliban's came and took over Kabul, they went into the palaces. They were like wearing American military clothes. They're basically saying like we destroyed the biggest uh, imperial power in the planet. So they were very, very much proud and conservative were not having it. They're like, first China made us look like a bitch. Now Afghanistan, these these hoodlums, these uh, barbarian. That's that's kind of how the conservative people were talking about it. I don't know. I, I get I get that. I get that. It makes America look weak. Now people are questioning like what what stops from China basically bullying Taiwan just like they did to uh, Hong Kong but yeah so we can't even get our own people out of there people like who helped us as well like you know what I mean the people who we forced to buy into our mission like saying that, like we'll bring democracy here or just giving them hope making it seem like we'll be there forever instead of like every four years there's a new guy who has kind of a little little idea of what they want to do with the with Afghanistan and not really having a clear vision of what to do with it I think a lot of conservatives feel that to make it seem like we we lost this war is just it's like another Vietnam situation where essentially we could have transformed if we really wanted to. But the fact that we have such a toxic political environment where one side comes in, they try to outdo the other side, regardless if it makes sense or it doesn't. It's just like, oh, he did what? All right, let's undo that. Let's do that. Let's undo that. Let's do that. You know what I mean? There's not much of a clear vision at all. 
And that's kind of been the weakness of America. We just gave it to them. We were like, done. We need to, we need to worry about China and Russia. And that's really what we're thinking about at the end of the day. There's a lot of people talk about how much mineral Afghanistan has and whatever. But dude, to just create the structure to get those minerals out of there is just... I, I will like, let China deal with that. Let China deal with it. And it seems like China will deal with it. Like America left. What do you think Russia and China are going to do? They're immediately going to go in there and make allies with the Taliban and, you know, get, 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 get stuff back to working. But at the same time, that, let them ha deal with that. Let them deal with that. This is, a, this is a problem that we do not, we don't need. We don't need it. And I just feel saddened by all the women that live there because it's over. Like they told all the women that had jobs, like go back, go home. You're not, you're not working anymore. They're going to be telling girls not to go to school. So there's going to be generations of kids who just won't learn. So what happens now? Well, now the Taliban will realize how hard it is to run their country. First, let's talk about their, eco their economy. So 80% of their economy was funded by the West. Like it's just a bunch of his foreign aid. And 42% of their GDP is uh, humanitarians, just charity. It's just money charity. And then 4% was coming from like overseas, from people like who are in America, everywhere, somewhere in the West are sending money back to their country. That's about 4%. And America froze that account. So they're not getting that either. So I don't know where they're going to find this fund. Maybe the pipeline can generate more income but i don't know how much of that income like 82 percent is a lot of money you know what i mean so most analysts are like this economy is crashing no doubt about it the other thing would be like trying to keep all these other terrorist groups that are like sparring now there's a new group called isis k and there's another one uh I, I can't pronounce it but they're just many terrorist groups are like popping out because obviously they don't want to be ruled by Taliban's. There's still like other regions in uh, Pakistan itself where it's ruled by different warlords, you know what I mean? Who believe just a little bit different, you know, just a little bit different. That's it. So I expect the next few years just to hear horrible news from there. There's going to be a lot of infighting. There's going to be a lot of uh, terrorist stuff. I mean, this is going to be the homage of terrorists. Okay, but the Taliban said that's not us. You know, we're we're not the old Taliban. This is the new Taliban where people would have a little more rights. And so I don't know what that even means, but we'll see. And they always say like, you know, under Sharia law. Once you say Sharia law, it's it's over, bro. Your freedom is gone out the door. And the other thing is like, I don't know how they also gonna keep these new generation like, you know, that. The past 20 years became westernized how are they gonna like keep them silent because in the past few weeks there was like a lot of uh afghan women who are protesting and you know they're like we're just not gonna just take it so you know it'll be interesting to find out about all this uh it's definitely a sad situation but it was a band-aid that needed to be ripped off that's how i'm looking at it